0: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Welcome to Sports Roundtable. We're happy you have joined the Sports Spelunkers. And here are the Sports Spelunkers. First of all, my name is Peter Altrell. I am substituting for Bob Branco, who is doing something of great importance, but he'll be back next week so i am sitting in for bob so uh let's see who else we have don wardlow say hi hi there from a hot hot new jersey uh and don wardlow i'm sorry yes i said don wardlow uh michael garrett
0: yes and welcome from a 95 degree uh missouri city texas where we actually saw rain today
1: wow well, no rain here in Missouri, where it's about ninety-five degrees. Uh, it's supposed to cool off later in the week. Uh, we're just hoping that it does, and we are uh, celebrating the uh, victory of the Missouri Tigers, probably one of our few wins all year. Uh, so um, we are so welcome, everybody. So um, I want to thank a number of people: Ray Gay, our executive producer. Thank you for Ray, for what you do. Tom and Lynn from Rosie's Place for. Uh, storing the, every image on their platform, the media sources that broadcast us, and, of course, Jackie Sylvia, who is Bob's webmaster. You can check out Bob's website at BrancoEvents.com. BrancoEvents.com. And if you want to listen to Sports Roundtable, click on Sports Roundtable, and you will find uh, the, every podcast ranging from uh, latest to earliest. And as I will always say, merci, Jackie. Uh, and then I finally want to thank Cindy, who is uh, the uh, host on ACB uh, Podcasts, and Brad, who is helping stream uh, the, the uh, uh, podcast on ACB Media. We have a guest this week. I would like to introduce Bob Busser from California. Bob, uh, say hi.
2: Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing?
1: we're doing great uh bob has a unique story to tell about visiting ballparks and taking lots of pictures and has lots of stories to tell and bob let's start with what prompted you to get interested in what you do
2: well i was a a transistor radio i know people are going to go what the hell is a transistor radio but uh, the little transistor radios that took the uh, nine volt batteries uh, i kept it under my pillow in the 60s and listened to Vince scully and uh, Vinny would talk about Crosley Field, Fenway Park, Ebbets Field. And I, as a kid, I had to see these places. Um, and my first um, first photographs that are on my website uh, are from Dodger Stadium in 1967. Two brownie camera black and whites that I took. Um, Claude Osteen beat the Mets two to nothing. I remember it like it was yesterday, even though I was eight years old. And it started from there. And um, I um, just... It just kept building. I kept taking trips on my own, and uh, I've amassed over, oh, geez, I'd say 250,000 images of ballparks and arenas. I've shot over 12, uh, 900, and on my website, there's almost 1,300 slideshows of these facilities. I have photos hanging in the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame at Cooperstown, which uh, I'm very proud of, and uh, it's, it, it makes people happy, and I'm um, I'm keeping these places alive. A lot of places I've shot are long gone.
1: So um before i forget what is your website
2: uh
1: so www.ballpark.smugmug.com no it's why... ballparks with an
2: s ballparks uh, ballparks
1: with an s. that's why i check ballparks.smugmug.com why smugmug
2: um they have the the um uh, the, the infrastructure that I liked and it's far, fairly reasonable for me to host it. And uh, I can put, um, I do videos with my camp, my iPhone, you know, these particular venues. and um i I can put as many photos as i want up there i don't put the high-res because i'm shooting with very high-res nikon cameras uh digital cameras and uh it would take forever to download the photos so i go to the 72 dpi which you know on the internet it's perfect it it works out great and uh i will say a tip of the hat to everybody out there i've had over 45 million hits on this website since 07 with no advertising. It's just word of mouth. And that blows my mind.
3: That's and Bob, I had one I specifically wanted to ask you. Because I couldn't on my own program. On the Baseball Lifer. Which uh, you'll be able to hear on Friday. With Bob Busser. I couldn't talk to you about the Boston Garden. Because they don't play baseball on the parquet floor. Talk to me about any shots you may have had before the boston garden went down
2: i was lucky um i'm gonna go way back to the first time i was in the boston garden was in 1980 and it wasn't for a a a sporting event uh, a very good buddy of mine is the original bass player for the rock band boston so he and i went to see sticks at the boston garden and that was my first intro and then i think a year or two later i got to see a uh uh Sixers uh, Celtics playoff game and in 95 I saw the last Bruins home game and uh the last game when the Celtics lost to uh Shaq and the Magic in the playoffs so but it 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 had that feel that that you know I understood why teams hated going there you know there are certain venues that uh teams absolutely hated to go And, and I think the Garden was number one because you never knew, quote, what red was going to pull. You know they, you know, no hot water in the showers. Uh, you know the Celtics knew all the dead spots in the floor and the air it, conditioning you know, it, went it, out. It, I'm sorry. The air conditioning
4: went out in the NBA playoffs that year. Well, that the year that they were in the Garden, if I'm right,
2: in '84. I, I don't 84. think they had air conditioning in the Garden. I'm I'm pretty sure they didn't. Maybe they didn't. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, they used to, it was a steam bath in the spring <laughs> if it was warm.
4: <laughs>
0: I, I, do have, memory, I do have a memory. My biggest memory of the garden is the, because that's where Ram, Ralph Sampson hurt his knee and virtually ended his career.
4: Ah, uh, the Twin Towers. Thought, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, Luther. Luther has arrived.
1: Yes, as we, as we knew he would. Yeah, so Luther. It, what, what, is, what is your question?
4: Well, <clears throat> two parter actually. Hi, Mr. Buster. Sorry for not giving you a proper hello. Hey, Um, how are you? (laughs) Good. Yourself? Two-part question. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Question one. Do you think a lot of... Where do you think a lot of teams get it right and get it wrong when it comes to building these new ballparks? And two, when you look at the... Old ballparks compared to these new state of the art ones with the suites and luxury boxes and everything else, do you think they kind of miss the mark on what they really need in a ballpark uh
2: the first question is i think um um the the Baltimore Orioles got it right with Camden yards. You don't need a sixty seventy thousand seat baseball stadium anymore Thank you. Uh, yeah, it, it, you lose uh, so much, and I'm going to go. Uh, uh, dare I say that team? And I'm just going to use the team in the Bronx. I won't mention their name. Um, the Yankees. Yeah, uh, I'm a Red Sox fan, so we have got to be careful. But uh, I took my wife to Yankee Stadium in in '02. Uh, Right. at the old Yankee Stadium she walked in and she she's knows more about baseball than most guys I know and that's why we got, <laughs> one of the reasons we got married but Perfect. she walked in and she goes my god Babe Ruth played here Mickey Mantle played here and of course mm-hmm. we knew the talks were in the works they were going to tear it down she goes i can't believe they're going to tear this place down and you know not being if you're any kind of sports fan at all you had to go to Yankee Stadium it was a living history museum they oh, didn't man. have the fancy luxury boxes it's like old Tiger Stadium in Detroit um you know it's a ballpark you go there you could smell the sauce the uh sausages from Hamtramck you could smell the stale beer and cigars that were <laughs> embedded in the concrete it was a ballpark. You, you didn't you, you you know you went there to see the game you didn't go there to eat cheese and drink wine or whatever which is fine I guess but um the big parks in the big arenas like the United Center Chicago uh, they left to me one of the greatest buildings ever to go to. That it's an airplane hangar. It's Chicago a nasty, Stadium. N- uh, Chicago Stadium. Chicago Stadium. The
4: madhouse on the Madison. Mad house on Madison. Yeah. Oh my god!
2: The loudest building I have ever been in, and that was for a preseason game against the St. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. And, oh Lord! And
4: Jimmy Connorson with the national anthem. Oh Jesus!
3: Oh, That's was- where <laughs> Sugar Ray Robinson beat the living daylights snap. out of Jake LaMotta in a fight that. <laughs> today would be stopped in like the third round.
4: No, it would be the first round in like the first 90 seconds. So so talk about so talk about the stadium, you know. Yeah, it, the the second part, sorry. My the second, second
2: part, part um I think I think a lot of the, the the teams that get it wrong, they try to put too much in. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. um, I What guess. they did to, what what they did to Wrigley Field and Fenway Park is genius. You know, Fenway when I first time I was in Fenway was in 76 and um you know, it was, it needed a face, I needed a face look badly, but I was 17 years old and I didn't care. I was seeing the Red Sox. Um, and now it's, you know, my wife and I were talking about that the other day. We had, uh, we, last time we were there was in 2018, and right. we had the legendary then Skybox seats, which were perfect. You know, and I have sat on the Monster, which is, whoever designed that was genius. Um, it, it's just, it, it gives you that's still that old time baseball feel. Cause they still have the blue seats. And if you're mm-hmm. over six feet, forget it. You're not sitting in them. <laughs> uh, I'm six, almost six five. So
4: don't feel bad. I'm right in that club. Six ten feet, so <laughs> yeah, right mean,
2: there. There's no way, but um, you know, it, it, it it's like Wrigley field. They've got that old time feel to it. You know, Wrigley's updated it. Although I'm not big on some of the things they did at Wrigley, but um the whole uh, Wrigleyville area, just like around uh, Fenway Park, is now what restaurants, shops, concert halls, um, more restaurants, and more restaurants and bars. I mean, that's what you want. Um, they did the same thing in San Diego with Petco. Petco is one of the better parks. Um, my wife is from San Diego, born and raised, and when my father-in-law was alive, he used to tell us, Nobody went to where Petco Park was before it was built. He said, you did not go there. It was old abandoned warehouses, a lot of drug addicts, and uh, you just didn't go there, especially at night. Um, It was like when you went to Candlestick, you got out of the ballpark in a hurry at night because uh, it wasn't a great area, especially after a 49ers game. Uh,
1: So I I, I want to bring you back to something. you, you, uh, You were talking about the Yankees, Yankee Stadium, and how magical it was when you and your wife went, I said, I think you said 2002. Yes. Uh, I presume you have gone back since then. Uh, talk about the difference.
2: The new one, uh, and so it, it, I have not coined this, but it's it's a mall park. Um, you know, you, you just don't have that feel anymore. Hold,
1: hold on like, for one second. Somebody is, I uh, hear somebody uh, yelling in the background. If I don't know who it is, but if that person could mute themselves, I'd appreciate it. Uh, thank you. I Bob. Was,
3: Peter, I was getting ready to mute. Almost okay. everybody, except who was talking, to find out who it was. Okay. Well, thank you.
1: I appreciate your reference. I could
3: not distinguish the. <laughs> would not separate that. Well, whatever it's, it, it
1: seems to have stopped. So, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Bob. Please, please continue.
3: I'll will t- no. know who it is in a second. Go ahead, Bob. Chicken.
2: Yankee Stadium, the new one is. It's all right. Uh, it's too big. Um, you know they they won't let you they had their Yankee stadium police out No, I can't go down there to photograph, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a historian, you know, I've got credentials and, you know, it just, it, it's just not the same because, you know, if you're, I'm 64, I'll be 65 in October. You, you go into these ballparks, like um, the ones that aren't with us anymore, like, you know, even Cleveland stadium, you just think of all the great players that have played there, you know, these new ballparks, like uh, I can't hate, keep saying Yankee stadium, but um guaranteed rate and field in Chicago that there's no soul there there's not it's just it's a ballpark it's there's no um There. there's something about the old parks it, like the Boston Garden I mean the new garden is nice don't get me wrong but they they just don't have that soul that the old places have yes the Boston Garden we will all admit it was a dump in near the end it was you know he had bad seats but like I said um, much like Mile High Stadium in Denver, teams hated going there. And that was to their advantage. Candlestick Park out here in San Francisco. You go to a baseball game in July, and and I am not lying or, or making this up. You dress like you're going to a Packers game in November because that sun went down and it had a microclimate. You froze your you-know-what off every night. They had the crux to candlestick. Uh, for people to stay through extra inning games there because it was so cold, the fog would roll in and the wind would blow, and it was like, "Jeez, you know, where's the hot chocolate?"
1: So, uh, well,
0: well, go Bob, ahead. Bob, does, does it make a difference? Do you think uh, uh, outdoor versus indoor stadiums?
2: I think outdoor is much more much better. Although, if you're in um, you know the deep south, like if you're in uh, Houston or Dallas. Um, any of those places in the south, you need a dome, especially you guys in Texas know. I mean, that, that I lived in Dallas for a year in the 90s, and it, it's oppressive. That heat and that humidity can get you. And, and um, you know, uh, I, I would rather see baseball and football played outdoors because that's where it's supposed to be played, you know, especially um, some of the classic stadiums like Lambeau Field and Green Bay. You want to see the Bears and the Packers in the snow, uh, 20 degrees, snow coming down. That's football. That That's perfect football weather, you know, but, you know, again, um, domes have their place, especially it depends on where it is. That's the bottom line.
3: Now, Bob, I you called Yankee Stadium, what I call it, Yankee Stadium Light. You called it a mall park and you're not the first person I've heard use the term mall park. The first mall park I heard of was the one in Chicago when Comiskey came down and the phrase was coined to in my knowledge by mary francis veck god lover god rest her soul the wife of bill veck mary francis said that the second comiskey was a mall park and never heard the term before i've sure heard it a lot since
2: yeah um i i've talked to a lot of people, a lot of players um comiskey park had its shortcomings obviously But if you talk to people in Chicago, I guarantee you most of them would rather see a game in Comiskey than the new – well, it's almost 40 years old now. But uh, that ballpark in uh, Chicago, um, you know, uh, guaranteed great field. It just – it had, like I said before, these ballparks and arenas have – the older ones have that certain feeling that you walk in there. Like you walk into the Montreal – the old Montreal Forum – and you could just picture Jean Bellavos escaping skating mm-hmm. down the ice or, or uh Gump Worsley in that you, 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 you can see it. That's what I see in my mind. When I go into these places, I, I have a vivid imagination. I guess that's why I'm an artist, but um, you know, it it, it doesn't matter where it is. It could be a, a small minor league park somewhere and you can still picture guys playing out there like, um, you know, uh, Rickwood field in Birmingham. You can see Willie Mays flying around center field. It's just, if you let your mind wander like that it's it's an amazing thing but the new parks like i said they 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 just don't have it yet maybe in 30 or 40 years they will but um it just there was just something about the old parks you know you knew the vendors um it was it was um it was a magical era that's kind of disappeared
1: so i i'm i'm curious um there's a lot of talk in football about the Dallas stadium and there's also lots of talk about the Kansas City Chiefs Stadium. Um, generally, the Dallas Stadium is panned as a terrible place to to, to do anything. And the yeah, Kansas and City our, you mean stadium, the
4: stadium with the roof on it? Arlington? And, right.
1: and, and the Kansas City State of Chiefs, which t- tends well, to Well, be-
4: GHA Field, I'm, I think besides, what was it, Seattle, I think those are like the two of the loudest stadiums that hold sound.
1: Yeah, so I'm curious to know if you've been to those stadiums, what's your thoughts about those particular stadiums and are they sort of, are they, are they different in your perspective or well, how Luther, they...
2: is, Luther is right about the, the sound. Um, and it was like old mile high stadium in Denver could the way mm-hmm. they are built. The sound goes down and yep. you know, if you're, lo- it's deafening, it's like old Chicago stadium with a root without a oh, roof. It, it's that loud. Um, you know, again, teams hate, hate going there especially when the Chiefs or the Seahawks or, or uh, the Broncos were playing good at old mile high. It, it, it's a, it, and it's, again, it's like candlestick. It's a home field advantage, you know, you oh, may hate it and cuss it out, but it's your home field advantage. You, you, uh, you know, it, it's like the, the um, the teams like uh, Tampa and Miami, they go up to green Bay in November, December Buffalo. They're like, Oh my God, you know, it's 20 degrees with a, a nice and, little 30 mile an hour wind hitting. And you know, it's
4: snowing. Best
2: yes that's just you know party time you know <laughs> and you know the, you know they got the bills out there and they're, they're they don't have long sleeves on and they they embrace it you know they and, love it.
3: And they're crazy the they love they're <laughs> they nuts hey, i've look, been to ithaca done,
4: done they may be crazy but guess what if you have a home field advantage like that and you're and basically kind of like what the twins did back in the 80s with the metrodome everybody hated going there because the <laughs> The sound stayed where it was, you and know the twins it. were built for that stadium. That's I don't know it. if they're—I bu- don't know if they're built for a stadium like Target Field. They, they were in eighty-seven man. Oh, when Tom they had, Kelly. They, tell they had that World
3: it. Series. I'll tell you. I had a girlfriend then, didn't know boo <laughs> from baseball, but she said, "This crowd is so loud; it sounds like
4: New Year's Eve." <laughs> I mean that—that that was every night though when they were in Minnesota, every so- single night. So it, the the Dallas Cowboys Stadium is it,
1: is that similar to Kansas City and Seattle and Denver in your experience? Is that a similar, no? Similar type?
2: No, I, it it's uh, Jerry World. I call it Jerry World. Um, oh it's, yeah,
4: it's more like it, an my body. Jackson. It's it's
2: you know it, it's all right. Uh, I I was at the, the uh, old Texas Stadium and I really enjoyed old Texas Stadium. Uh, it, again, you know he's got what ninety thousand seats in it, ninety three thousand. Come on it's way too many um it's not you know it's not the rose bowl it's not michigan stadium or penn state where the right. the sound goes down right you know it but you, you've got all your luxury suites and you know everything else and that's what you know that's what fuels a lot of these teams is the money the revenue they get from those i understand that but you know what is too much to me it's way too much um sofi stadium in la I have not yet been but i plan to go sometime this year i I was
4: just gonna say something about that. But from what I've from what I've heard and I've listened to a few of the broadcasts, it's too much. It feels it feels like it feels like a billionaire playpen where somebody built a house that really didn't need to be used.
2: That's, it's that's, I was actually I was actually born in Inglewood. I was born uh, at Daniel Freeman Hospital in fifty eight before the forum was built. So I guess um some divine intervention if you will um had me become a a stadium historian you know being built uh, before the forum was built i was born in the city where the forum was um in the forum again that's another great i love that building it it was uh it was perfect there was no luxury suites um they had luxury quote boxes which uh were at the uh bottom of the colonnade they had these little um rooms i guess you will that, that where they had you know cocktail service or whatever but it wasn't like the luxury suites you get today but again you you went there um when you when you see these old parks and stuff you go there to w- watch the game the problem is today in my opinion um people go there to be seen you know they've got the idiots waving on camera down below oh. the uh, we understand you're on tv congratulations thank you so, um i'm i'm i watch i go to there my wife and i go there to watch a game You know, and um, you want to see a game, especially college football. I'm there to see the game, you know, and if I'm lucky enough, usually I have a media pass. I'll stay on the field for the first half and then hightail it up to the press box and watch the rest of the game. because I want to see the game. It's fun, you know, and then I, I, um, in my mind, I'm getting, you know, ideas of what I want to write about, um, you know, um, Fresno State football at uh, Bulldog Stadium. Uh, You know, I want to, you know, pan the crowd and and see how they're um, Mm reinteracting and and things like that, you know, because for most fans, I think they're there to see the game. Um, That's why some of the sports are struggling with, with um, attendance, you know, because it's too many bells and whistles, you know, it's like the millionaire playpen or billionaire playpen, you know, with a house. It's it's exactly right. Um, It's over, it's overused. It's overused. Los Angeles
3: had two, Sorry, Michael. Go,
4: go.
0: And I was just going to say, did did you ever get to Forbes Field or, or
2: old uh, the parks in St. Louis? Oh um, no, that was um, they were torn down and and they were abandoned before my time, in which. You know, if I had a time machine, you damn right I'd go back into this. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd be the first one there with this corn contraption that doesn't use film. You know, <laughs> like an alien <laughs> or something. But you know, I've been to the spots. Um, you know, in in kind of poetic justice, Connie Mack Stadium is now a church. But oh. that again, you really? did not. Go, you know, the reason they left was the neighborhood just went. I mean, it was it was almost as bad as where the olympia was in detroit almost oh, and, and it's ex- i mean and bad neighborhoods you just didn't go there at night you got in and got out and that's what wow. killed that's what killed the olympia in detroit and that's what killed uh, connie mack stadium um forbes field of course is on the uh, campus of uh, pitt and of course they bought it and now they've uh, got some buildings there but the wall is still up and you can still see roberto clemeni or uh, Pop Stargell hitting one over the right field roof, uh, you know, or Ralph Kiner, uh, any of those guys, you know, um, the Honest Wagner. It, it just plays with your mind, you know. Even though it's just a brick wall and a sign saying "This is where Maz hit the home run," you let your mind wander, and it's an amazing thing, you know. You can just picture it and have this. You can have the sights and sounds in your head.
3: And Los Angeles had two absolutely wonderful arenas before the forum was ever built. And I'll bet nobody on the East Coast has either heard of them or remembers them. The L.A. Sports Arena, for one. And my personal favorite, the Olympic Auditorium at 18th and Grand, the only major league fight club in the world, as Jim Healy used to describe it.
4: <laughs>
2: I love Jim Healy. He was on KMPC out in L.A., and he had to listen to Healy at 530 every day. It Don't was you do Especially when the sorta was on in the, the sorta tapes, you know, in the bleeping, mm-hmm. it was pretty funny.
3: <laughs> I uh, wish there was more Healy on YouTube. I really do.
2: Oh, it's awesome.
4: I would we love to find. I would love to it. find him, but I don't know. I don't know how I can how I can find this guy you're talking about. Because I always like to go back and I got a bunch of this stuff, Luther and stuff. Really,
3: I got some, not as much as I'd like, but I got some. Jim Healy was a boxing announcer. You oh, know.
4: oh, kind of like the late Don Dumphy. Another guy that was awesome. oh, both twin Hall oh. of Famers. <laughs> mm. So
1: let uh, so let me ask a question of our host. Are there any hands raised? Do we have any hands up?
3: Yes, there is. Now let's All take right. a question
1: or two. We'll who do who we got?
3: At? Hey, <clears throat> okay, Malcolm, go ahead. Malcolm <clears throat> in the middle. What's up, Malcolm? unmute?
5: Okay, I can never get the right button. Hi, guys, you got it.
2: Hey Malcolm, say hello hey, malcolm. to mr buster while you're here
5: mr buster how are
2: you doing please call me bob and i'm doing fine malcolm how are you
5: i'm great local <laughs> california boy i was born downtown los angeles <laughs> ah. and i was fortunate enough to go and watch the dodgers and they played at the coliseum did you ever have the fortune to be able to do that
2: uh no but i did see a, a, a few usc games and rams and raiders games um And if you go to the Coliseum, as you know, Malcolm, I mean, it's (laughs) not built for baseball. I mean, they had the Chinese screen and left. I mean, it made Fenway Park look like, you know, Yankee Stadium in dead center field. You know, (laughs) I mean, it was literally, literally a pop. You could scrape your arm Drysdale, but probably scrape his fingers when he was pitching, uh, you know, on that on that screen. It was, I I think, 279 feet, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in that. The city, it, they would never let them play now. It's just not going to happen, you know, because it's it's not conformed. But uh, there is yeah, one arena that you guys in. missed. There's one arena that you guys missed in Southern California. Um, the old, uh, not the Olympic auditorium. Oh, God, now I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> See what happens when you get older. Yeah, exactly. I'll think of it.
4: <laughs> now, I, now, I do remember, what was it? The San Diego sports arena where the LA Clippers played for a while. But I think they're trying to get a new building up. Well, they won't have to share the Staples Center with the Lakers anymore, which is yeah, about they long the, overdue.
5: They got the move to get rid of the sports arena and uh, put in condominiums in there and make it a residential area, which yeah, is sickening to me. Egg. Yeah, it's a waste of time. But also then going back in the, in the days before Qualcomm Stadium, which I wasn't privy to, but they had the stadium, uh, which was... I think it was like down at the beach or something that the, the chargers used to play in before they moved to Qualcomm stadium.
2: Uh, the chargers used to play in uh Balboa,
1: uh, Balboa. Oh, that's stadium. it. That's
2: it. And the the uh, <laughs> PCL Padres played in lane field, which my father-in-law went to. He said it was the termite trap. It was wood. <laughs> but uh, He said that Balboa stadium, they used to, in the early days of the AFL, they packed that place it's still there in a form uh, it's used by i think san diego high school now um all yeah. the grants stay on the concrete and the peristyle end is or the um uh yeah the peristyle end is gone you know the columns but the uh, the field is still there and if you again if you let your mind go and you know a little bit of history you can see keith lincoln running and you know bam mm-hmm. bouncing across the field and and it's um you know i, I for one which they wish they had um more uh plaques for these places you know what i mean uh mm-hmm. you know discerning where they were and what you know they have them for like connie mack stadium they have them for old baker bowl in philadelphia if uh you're so inclined to take a ride up uh, broad street go during the day
1: <laughs> but yeah. there are
2: plaques there uh sign plaques uh, stating what was there and if you drove by it and didn't know you know what was there, you would never know because that's the only way you would know. It is the sign, uh, unless you, you're a ballpark nut like I am, and you know the exact coordinates, you know, and the address and all their everything else.
1: Thank you, Malcolm. Appreciate the yeah. the, the call.
4: Uh Thanks, and speaking of Tiger Stadium, that's the only stadium, if I'm not mistaken, where the press box was with the net behind home plate.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Um Yeah. Uh, uh, Ernie Harwell said he had the best seat in the house, and mm-hmm. he was literally, I, I was one of the lucky ones, I was a, one of the last photographers to get into Tiger Stadium legally before they tore it down, a lot of people snuck in, but I got in through the city in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and, uh, you know, you were sitting in, the, in his seat, and, I mean, it was right there, you had the best view in the house, and mm-hmm. uh, that's why they had to put the screen up, too many foul balls were coming back, you know, um, like they've got the screens all the way around the field now. And, um, it, it was, if nobody, if you had not been to Tiger stadium, I wish you could all go because it was magical. It was just, uh, even and, when the, when the Tigers weren't that good, um, it, it was a fun place to go. It was a ballpark. And just know?
4: the sound on WJR on the AM side, just listening to that. Just Cindy, the sound.
1: Cindy, do we have other, we have hands, other hands up? Hands up? No, sir. You do not. Okay, so uh, just keep an eye out for hands. I am, and let and us just know
4: break in if just we say, have any more. Just interrupt. I us
3: will. Be. I will.
4: So, so, so Bob. Watching. So, so Bob, <coughs> That brings up a question:
0: uh, If Ernie Har- Harlow had that had the best seat in the house, and it, to me, the best seat in the house was right there, right there behind home plate. Are are most press boxes today where the or or where the announcers? Uh, call the game, are they kind of off? It seems like me they are a little bit off
2: on the third base side. Is That's that, where is they that are. The um, a lot of them, the home announcers are usually right behind home plate unless the owner's box is there or something like that. But the uh, visiting announcers are usually off to the first or third base side. Um, you know, uh, football, you're all on the 50-yard line. Uh, you know, hockey or like at the uh, old odd uh, uh, in Buffalo, you're way up high. Um, you know, just like Johnny most at the garden, he was way up high, um, you know, but you were right over pretty much center court or center, center ice, you know, you didn't have the view of the scoreboard, like, uh, you know, which was off center at the garden, you know, it wasn't over center court or over center ice, which was another weird fact of the garden, but, um, most, most home announcers are right behind home plate. You know, of course it's a home team, so they're going to get carp launch. They're going to get the best of the best. Yeah, you know, I did.
4: the put- Go ahead, Luther. No, I mom was asking me something, but the old um but the old Kiel Center, same what? And I, I've been to a couple of college ballparks and I've sat right below the press box. And usually Bob, Bob, Bob I have a
1: question for you. Um as, as one who's never been to the uh Los Angeles Dodgers or Los Angeles Rams football stadiums, whenever I listen to the to the to the radio feed, it sounds like uh, the, the, most of the fans are rooting for the opposite team. Um, you know, there, there does seem, seem to be a lot of, uh, of sound for the home team. It seems like, the, especially when it comes to Los Angeles Rams uh, football, that, you know, you listen to the play-by-play, there seems to be more sound coming for, for, for whoever the visiting team is from the home team. The, the reputation Los Angeles is not a pro football. What, 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 what is, is your what is your take on that and what do you what make of my sort of uh observation about sound uh
2: i i think uh you know la sports fans you know it is true you know they, they leave in the seventh inning but it's getting better at dodger stadium since they've been you know uh, playing well the rams are up and down you know um they try to uh, limit Uh, try to uh, stop people from the 49ers coming down and buying tickets for a playoff game, which is ridiculous. You know, um, if, you know, you, you you need to, you need to either lower your prices or do a better job of marketing your team. So the other teams don't come in, you know, I mean, you can go to um, a lot of, it depends on where you go. You know, if you go to a baseball game in Tampa, there's a lot of Red Sox fans and Yankee fans Yankees train in Tampa. Uh, their minor leagues are in Tampa. Um, you know, uh, when you go to a, an Arizona Diamondbacks game, when the Cubs are there, there's more Cubs fans, you know, or Red Sox fans, you know, or New, more... York,
1: or New York Mets fans for that matter, or too. Mets fans, exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, Cardinal, the Cardinal fans,
4: fans too, because I mean, Cardinal Cardinal fans come down there because I mean, they're training in a what was it in um at, at Roger Dean Chevrolet and Jupiter. So, I mean, almost almost every other visiting team is gonna. Make but but
1: is it that so? That's a symptom of lousy marketing. It sounds like from the from from the management. You know, it, I don't
4: I don't know if it's lousy marketing, but I do think due to the fact that LA and the Chargers have you know moved into that monstrosity of a playpen, they you know are having to basically start all over again and rebuild their fan base and other and you know, other fans or you know fans with different teams, so but they're, was, not gonna, they're not
0: gonna. You can really tell that what yeah. Peter's talking about. When, exactly. When the, Chargers, when the Chargers play, you can really tell it. It's, I mean, I,
1: it, I forgot about the Chargers. You're right. I mean, Michael, when the yeah, Chargers yeah.
4: first came back, they were playing in that LASC soccer stadium. And I mean, the visitors just took that thing over. They were There's probably like yeah. about 500 folks at Charger fans. And I mean, the but, biggest thing...
1: But when you hear USC uh, football, oh, it's sold it's, out, it's it's sold out. And and you can tell it's a home game for the, uh, they're loud in the USC. Well, course, UCLA, because too. But USC has you know,
4: been there yeah. forever.
1: Right. Uh, you know, it. it but uh, I've never had the sense that Los Angeles, Los Angeles was a pro football venue. I've never had that sense. Maybe, I, maybe, I'm, you know, I am I have an East coast bias. Well, no, I, I it's it's the, not I'm,
4: just you. It just comes down to, you know, Can you get enough of a fan base? And and Bob can take it from here. But if you are coming back to a place where you left and you ain't been back there in over 20 plus years, you're not going to be able to get your fan base back in one fell swoop, though. It's going to take time.
2: Well, part of the problem is, the biggest problem for me is, I did an interview a while back on a, my buddy had an ESPN radio show, and we were talking about Giants opening day, where, you know, these teams, they jack up the ticket prices for certain games. And I quickly calculated it out for a family of four to get upper deck seats and go to a Giants opening day. It was about 500 bucks. That's ridiculous. You know, and uh, Chargers were charging at that soccer stadium hundred dollars to park your car i mean come on talk about what? that's ridiculous and they wonder why people are not showing up you know um if you want you buy uh nfl sunday ticket which is on now on youtube and mm-hmm. you stay home and i haven't bought it in years because i don't want to be a slave to watching uh pro football at home every sunday i'll watch the niners or whatever and go and do something else you know uh Especially in the fall-up here, there's a lot of festivals and Napa and things, and it's beautiful. And, uh, you know, I don't want to sit and watch, um, you know, uh, a meaningless uh, game between New Orleans and and Arizona or something like that. You know, no
4: playoffs uh, at state. Yeah, exactly.
2: Playoffs are a different story. (laughs) You know, the weather's turning bad, and you're going to stay home and you know, you don't have to pay to go to the bathroom or pay $18 for a beer. You know, <laughs> you got the fridge is right there. And if the game sucks, you turn it on to the other one. Exactly. Know? That's right. That, that's, that's my my point is um, teams are pricing out just about everybody. You know, the bleacher creatures in Yankee Stadium are still bitching about the prices they have to pay for tickets now. And, you know, I mean, come on. that's their That's their – mantra you know all the all the you know when they have the uh the, the uh countdown of the players and things like that and they salute everybody that's tradition but now you know they they've they've the yankees in their great wisdom have decided to press everybody out of it you know and, and they don't get uh people going to every game anymore you know it, it's it's a, it's a dollars thing you know i i i refuse to pay over 40 dollars for a baseball game or something like that dollars uh,
4: and cents of stupidity
2: Thank you. You know, if you want the great box seats, obviously it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. I'm not going to do that. I want to sit there and watch the game. I don't want to I don't need to be seen. I, you know, I'm 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 content with my uh, hot dog and a beer and, and screaming at the Red Sox for doing something stupid. So, you know,
1: <laughs> so so, Bob, uh, one of the things I've, I've often puzzled about, and maybe you can help me think this through, is given what you just said. given the outrageous prices, given the traffic, given, you know, some of the craziness that goes on around the stadium, stadium why why should I spend my good money and go to a game?
2: That's a very good question. I mean, you know, uh, especially, you know, now with the uh, MLB package on Direct TV and everything, um, you can watch every game at home. You know, you guys have have got Nesson on the East Coast. So you can see every Red Sox game, every Bruins game. Celtics. you don't have to worry about fighting the crowds and paying the ridiculous prices it's Man. it's a good and bad but again you know if you really want to go maybe two or three times a year it's a lot of fun because you get the atmosphere and you know you can go to get a fenway frank or a cup of at fenway park <laughs> you know um and by the way um most of my family is from new england so i have deep 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 new england roots hence the the red Sox and the bruins and, and the celtics and the pats but um Man. you know it, it i i most of the time, my wife and I would rather sit home and watch a game, you know. Um, but another th- fun thing to do, and it's still pretty reasonable, is go to a minor league baseball game. Oh, yes. Go, go see, uh, you know, when they when the Red Sox were in Pawtucket, you know, now they're the Woo Sox. But go to a minor league. Go up to Portland, Maine and check out uh, – Um, you know, the Sea Dogs. It's a great ballpark. They got a mini fenway. You don't pay the prices and you see up-and-coming Red Sox players, or or you know, you go to Scranton Wilkes to see up-and-coming Yankee players or whoever you want to see. It's I I enjoy photographing the minors in colleges more than I do um pro because you get a better, especially with college football, you get the true, true fans. My wife's a UCLA grad we had season tickets for the Bruins for years and you get caught up in it. It's, it's a lot of fun, you know, especially when you go to the schools on the East Um, Georgia tech has that cute little car that comes out onto the field, you know, the rambling wreck from Georgia tech and all the pomp and circumstance. It's cool. It's a lot of fun, you know, uh, pro football. That's like, well, we got to take a time out for this, you know, a 20 minute commercial to sell you a bunch of insurance crap, you know, and and beer and everything else. Uh, Whereas college, it's not as bad.
3: Okay, guys, you have a hand.
4: Let's All let's right. take it. Who we got?
3: Okay, Malcolm, go ahead.
4: Malcolm again, uh, good.
5: He's back. Um, you're you're talking about going to a game and the cost of it's a, ridiculously high. I agree with you, but there's also the atmosphere that you go to. Uh, I used to go to a lot of NASCAR races, and it's like watching it on TV is fun. But you don't get the thrill of it when you're there. You get the thrill, the smell of the burning rubber, the gas fumes and everything. So you get into it. And I had a friend of mine kind of say the same thing. It's like going to Hooters and taking the food to go. It's just (laughs) not the right thing.
3: Yeah, there you go. There you you go. I went to one car race in my life, and you're right. It's a big (laughs) rush.
1: Yeah. The problem with the food from Hooters is it's not very good.
2: Hey, the wings (laughs) aren't bad. I'll tell you. You put some... You put yeah, some Tabasco sauce and ketchup with uh, ranch. Yeah, sure, See, yeah. Trust me on this. I'm a, I'm a wing pro. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm a wing and beer pro here. And you know, I mean, so, wings are so sports food, anyways.
1: yeah,
0: Mike. I, I, go
4: I agree. Ahead.
0: I agree with the the atmosphere. You know, the college atmosphere versus the pro. You take a college football game and a pro football game. But back in the day, back in the back in the day, uh, the pro game did they did try to bring in uh have a little more atmosphere i remember well i'm i'm a Cowboy fan so so <laughs> you, you, every every halftime show you know they brought in the the tyler junior college the Rangerettes from tyler junior college they brought in college bands high school yeah, bands
1: mm-hmm.
0: and all kinds of things you had a real halftime show but but it got really commercial now so there's really mm. not much that goes on, and 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 uh, they cut away, and the, you get the, the the prognosticators talking about you know all the football games and and what is going to happen in the second half. They're going to play ball. That's what's going to happen. You know. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, then,
3: <laughs> and then and then, then on the
4: second half, keys to the games and stuff, where it's like, what what like if you know what adjustments they're going to make, why don't you go ahead and coach it then? Oh, like, seriously.
5: Well, I mean, they, they used to talk about being able to get uh, Packer tickets was like pulling hen, hen, hen's teeth. You couldn't get them unless you were on somebody's in the family family of a member who had lifetime tickets, and then mm-hmm. passed it down to you. The same thing with Bristol night races at Bristol, Tennessee, from the Cup cars. You couldn't get tickets for that. I kind of think that that's kind of gone away now. I don't think there's that much real and being a loyal Packer fan to pass them down or anything.
4: Well, now they have have something called a waiting list for almost every team. If you want to get season tickets, you get on this little waiting. list. Except for the Washington Commanders. Uh, uh, Really?
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. uh, From what I've heard. Uh, Yeah. So, so um, Bob, a, a question, another sort of question for you along the same lines. What, you know, you've been to how many stadiums? Lots and lots and been to lots, a lots lot of them. Games. What What advice would you give fans to make their experience, you know, the the most enjoyable? Light, enjoyable, you know, if you're going to go to a live game, what should what should fans do?
2: Soak it in. Just soak it in. Um, don't go, get a hot dog. Get a coke if you don't drink beer, and just enjoy the game. Soak it in. Um, Look at your surroundings. Look where you are. Uh, take notice of the scoreboards. Um, you know, even at Yankee, the new mall park at Yankee Stadium. Enjoy it. Just, you know, um, think of it. Let your mind wander. Let your mind wander to the old ballparks. You know, uh, like, uh, you know, even at Fenway Park, you know, Ted Williams played there and, you know, and Babe Ruth and everything. But just soak it all in. Um, enjoy it. Um, don't be an idiot and start fights. That just that's yes. for me is you've lost me but in you know um it's with your neighbors and have a good time talk to people you know be a little different and cheer for your team but don't be obnoxious you know just you know Thank don't you. say stupid things just you know um I just think you're right the, you know let the kids. The thing that I like is when people take their kids to the game, little kids, and I see little kids at baseball games. Let the little kids be little kids and enjoy the game and try and go get autographs because that sinks in your mind and that stays with you your whole life. You know, like I said, I'm 64 and I I remember going to games and trying to get autographs of of the uh, California Angels. when They were absolutely
1: awful. (laughs)
2: horse oh, bleep <laughs> <That's all used.
1: laughs> <They laughs> but were, you know i you know, right about
5: that, that these are all going to be memories that you will <laughs> live you you can't get rid of like i remember going to the la coliseum and watching the dodgers play and now they don't play there anymore but i still can remember that and then i remember the first i think it was probably the first few games opening day at chavez ravine getting in there and being able to see him play there and what a park that is going to bristol tennessee for the For the night race, that's something that everybody talks about being a big deal. And I can remember all that. So it's like, it may cost you a lot of money, but the memories can never be replaced.
3: And, you know, I think I did what you're talking about, Bob. I wanted to have an adventure before I was married in the September of 1997. I went from St. Paul, where I lived then, on the way to Connecticut, where I was going to be married. I stopped off at Wrigley Field and took in a Cubs-Reds um, game, and just the point, the whole point was to hang there at the game, have an old style, you know, the the, the beer you can only get in Chicago, you know, have, have a hot dog or two, like you said, and then the next day go to Harry Carey's restaurant, and then fly back to Connecticut, where I was going to be married, and it was a a tremendous night. Even though the Cubs lost, it was a nothing game, four to one. Yeah, the only home run was by Sammy Sosa. That was, but that was the only hit he got all night long. But it was my one and only time at Wrigley Field.
2: And I do, Don. I, I think I told you this story on your show, but um Fergie Jenkins, uh, the Hall of Fame pitcher, I've known for longer than he and I. We both had hair back then. <laughs> um i've been known him for over 45 years and um uh, he was a pitching coach for the cubs in the 90s and uh, i was in chicago and he's like bobby i'll get you a media credential like, not a problem thanks for so he and i went out to breakfast and then we he goes to dress and, and he goes go do your thing it was a two o'clock game and we were there at nine o'clock in the morning you know the, the team hadn't even arrived and i'm wandering through the uh i'm on the field and i walk out to right field and i'm touching the ivy and i hear this whistle and I look back, and in the dugout is Billy Williams and uh, Fergie. And so I go trotting back in, um, and Billy says something to the effect of, "Man, you look like a little kid in a candy store." And I said, "Billy, if my friends knew where I was right now, they'd be they'd be cussing me out because they'd want to be here." I mean, you know, I know it's, it. Oh, it. And yeah. Fergie said, "That's it, man. It's Wrigley Field. You know, it, it's it's one of those things. I, I've been fortunate enough to be on a lot of fields, and it, it's." you get a different perspective when you're on the field before the game you're on the batting cage or in the sitting in the dugout even in a minor league game you get a different perspective because you see the guys kibitzing back and forth and and you know being big kids is what they are um and you know you, you get, if they get to know you uh, and know that you're not some you know yellow journalism or anything like that they start teasing with you and things like that which you know you know you're in and, and that's luckily has happened to me several times but you you get a different feel. Um, when, when, when you're in the media, like, uh, I guess you could say I am uh, when you're a photographer or media person, you get a different feel, but it's still, it's that little boy or little girl is the case may be inside of you that, you know, Oh my God, I'm standing on the field here at Fenway Park. <laughs> I'm touching the green monster. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it brings out the little kid in all of us and in, in every one of us who's a true sportsman has that little boy or that little girl in them. You know, you get, you know, you can cuss out your team, but nobody else can, you know. Exactly. <laughs> it's Bruins, like, it's like
4: it's, it's like, it's like your parents. It's like they drive you nuts, but you're the only one that can get that. You're the only one that can basically talk about them and vice versa when they about you. Because when it's like, if somebody else does it, it's not allowed. Exactly. So, so
0: um, I get that rush. I get that same rush because <laughs> I stood on the star in in jerry world <laughs> so
4: I'm- I, I've, I've been <laughs> i've been in i've been in the i've been in the sounds old press box at herschel greer before they tore it down or they've done something with it i don't know what they've done with it but you're sitting in that old press box man so so Peter, what was that it like it
3: is 10 off Okay,
4: okay. yeah we, thank you for the hats thank you. i appreciate it yes sir. uh what
1: was i going to say to you uh so I, I a question for michael talk about your experience standing on the star what was that like for you
0: oh to be able to stand on the star to walk around on the field to walk down to the end zone to go over to to step off of the field to, to into the little dugout where the the bench where the team sits to go in the locker room oh man what a oh man to imagine uh, back at that time romo was still the quarterback to to imagine to see his locker they wouldn't let us get Within twenty feet of the locker.
4: <laughs> of course not. <laughs> but um, I, remember doing, I remember doing the Bush Stadium tour tour, the Bush well, Stadium I, two tour. I, I a, know, ball. I Boy, know. That, that t- was a
0: rush. That was a rush. Well, that was that awesome. Was a real
4: rush. I, I, I'm sure it was a
1: rush. I, 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 I It's hard to imagine because I've never done something like that, Michael. Uh, on one level, On the other level, you know, I'm sorry, I, you know, Romo was not quite what he was supposed
4: <laughs> to be. <laughs> he, to well, I mean, keep in mind, in his first what three years, he was okay. But after like year four, when he started getting hurt, that's when you started to see the frailties of, of life show up.
1: So, um, Bob, uh, we've we, been we talking about young people and, and, and the game, uh, if, and especially in baseball. Uh, young people seem to be less interested in baseball than they were before uh, when we were growing up, certainly. What, what thoughts do you have about sort of as a parent or, or whatever, getting uh, younger kids interested in baseball?
2: I think they need to go back to the fundamentals. Um, This analytics crap, and most of it is crap. Thank you. Watch angle and stuff like that. Who cares? Did the ball go out of the ballpark? Yes. Um, I don't care about, you know, uh, exit velocity or any of that stuff. Um, You know, it's... Too many, too many cook spoiled broth is is a perfect analogy. I think it's overkill. And kids get especially little kids, they could care less. They just want to see their, you know, their heroes, whether it be Mookie Betts or or whoever, you know, um, you know, um Fernando Tatis Jr., they want to see him play. You know, they could care less about um, you know, war and all that other nonsense. Um when with you know, when, we, when we were kids. All we had was batting average, home runs, RBIs, you know, pit wins, losses, ERA, and we knew every stat, you know. Um, can you imagine today if Drysdale or Gibson was on the mound and some idiot manager goes out there, well, the analytics say you've got to come out after five? Can you yeah. imagine that? The, the man,
4: let me tell you something. Though, the, the legendary pitchers would have whacked the manager right in the head and basically or, or tell stuck him the Ronald, ball in his ear and, and, and basically told him to go kick rocks.
2: Yeah. Or, or, or other you know, it, uh, I've been on many fields and in many dugouts. And if you do not have a thick skin, do not go on a field because F bombs are, are the norm. And <laughs> nobody thinks anything of it. it. Because it's again, that's part of the sports lexicon, is you know, you, you don't you, you tune everything else out and you know, profanity takes over. It, and you know that's why
3: Bob, I was able to succeed at Alamo National Rent A Car. People called me everything in the book, but I would heard it all before in baseball, and mm-hmm. I was not impressed by their profanity as they thought I would be.
1: <laughs> Michael, you you want to say something? Mm-hmm. I think? Yeah.
0: I, I was going to say also back then, Bob too. We we could you could just pick up a bat and a ball and a glove and go out and play. You get a few guys together and you and. and find a, an open field and you could play baseball. Now it's all too organized. It's too it's too yeah. pure. It's organized and, and and it costs too much. So I, I don't think kids are, are as interested as, as they normally would be because you know you don't play as many pickup games as you used to.
2: We when I, when I was a kid growing up in, in Orange County, uh I grew up in Fullerton, um we would go to Fullerton High School, Fullerton College and play over the line every summer. All summer long. We go there, then we go to Shakey's and have bunch of lunch and eat all their pizza. But um then we go back and play baseball till it was time to go home. And we loved it. Yes. We did the problem is, you know, it's a it's a double edged sword. We've got so much technology now, but kids the cell phone is glued to their hand or the game controller is glued to their hand, and that's a big problem.
1: So In my- we have about a minute left according to my about trustee less so, than two trustee. actually well whatever so uh bob can you sort of what are your plans for the future what, what are you uh, what are you what are you doing for the next six months
2: i am retired um okay. and we're celebrating i get medicare in uh the first of october so we're celebrating but okay. uh, i will never ever i will do it to the day i die and drop is photograph these places um my i'm lucky because my wife is a huge sports fan and we've got. Uh, she's a few years younger than I am. She's an attorney, and she she wants to retire. She's had enough. But we've got things mapped out. Um, um, I, I will spend a lot of time in the Northeast. I have a lot of friends that are SIDs with the uh, with the uh, Ivy League schools and the uh, Colonial leagues and things like that. And it's nice because I enjoy the lesser. You know, the big crowds are great, but when you can go to a say a a Dartmouth game, yeah. Still will get the same atmosphere. It's the same sport, but less people. And the people there are really fired up. But that's that's what we're going to be doing in retirement and enjoying it. You know, just, uh, and I'll take my camera wherever I go.
4: Have you and gone then, to the Connecticut Yard Goats game yet?
2: I have not, but I've been in the ballpark. I love that ballpark. That is one of the better, newer minor league ballparks. It it, it has the uh, a lot of the roofs and the old school. It's got the old school feel to it, which I nice. absolutely love. And I take my hat off to him.
1: What about the press so, books? Uh, one, uh, one more time about your website, please. Yeah, how, how, how do we find it?
2: Um, it's www.ballparks with an s.smug, s-m-u-g-m-u-g, smugmug.com.
4: Ballparks.smugmug.com. Awesome. Ballparks smug um.
1: Thank you so much, Bob, thank you, sir. For, ha- for having us, for joining us at the last minute. And we'll, you. we'll bring you back sometime. We'll do it again.
2: We've... Peter Peter uh, Luther Malcolm and of course Don Don's my new and... best friend Don and I are br- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. love you Don that uh, was a fun day the other day I really appreciate that it was fun guys and I it's look forward blessed. to coming back and um ask me anything I can I can talk about any any kind of sports so awesome. you know it's uh, synchronized swimming I'm not so good on but everything else thank you
4: for
1: ju- thank you for joining us uh and uh, thank you All for listening and join us. See you next week. week.